Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. We are talking about baptisms, and we're kind of going to talk about, okay, well, what is baptism? Why are Christian people going into water? Like, what is that? Why do we do it? Um, why should we be baptized if you're a believer in Christ? And like, who is it for? Is it for everybody, some people, all that? Um, but to kind of give an image of baptism, uh, I was thinking about like a few weeks ago when I was at Kimber's house and Kimber invited me and Parker over to eat dinner and play some board games. And uh, I came into her house and her oldest daughter, who's four years old, greeted me and her name's Danny. And immediately Danny goes, you want to see my room? I said, well, yeah, of course. So Danny took me into her room. She goes, look at this. It's a dragon. I was like, well, that's a cool dragon. Look at this. It's my bed. I said, that's a big girl bed. Awesome. Look at this. It's the camera that mommy watches us on. And it was like the baby cam so you can see your kids. And she was so excited to show me literally everything in her room. And that's because she like loved the things in her room and she wanted to share with other people. And that's kind of this uh, show-and-tell idea of baptism. Um, If our faith is important to us, we should be excited about it and wanting to share it with other people. And God gives us baptism as a way to show that faith. So what exactly is baptism, right? We kind of brought that up. Why, Why water? Why are people getting dunked? Are they taking baths? What is this? Well, the word in Greek for baptism is baptizo, which means to immerse or dip. And it was a practice that people did as uh, a symbol of being cleansed or being cleaned. So you would start obviously dry out of the water. And once you were dipped into the water, you came out completely wet and like changed in a way. And this was a way that they symbolized being cleansed from sin, from um, repenting and turning to Christ and um, just changing the way they lived their lives that they wanted to follow Christ. And this symbolized being dipped and immersed in Christ and in his sacrifice that he gave for us when he died on the cross so that we could be made right with God, to have a relationship with God, kind of like Isaac was talking about last week. Because we are immersed in that forgiveness that God gives us, we can have a relationship with him. So that's kind of the idea of baptism. Um, It's very symbolic that when we're immersed in that saving grace of Jesus Christ, we're changed forever and we're no longer apart from God, but we're now accepted into God's family. So baptism is a way to show outwardly what's already happening on the inside. So maybe you've made that personal decision to follow Christ probably something changed in you. Maybe you started living a little different. Maybe you started reading the Bible or praying to God. All of that stuff's changing, and baptism is a symbol of the change that happened. So why should we be baptized? Well, kind of like I said, baptism is a public sign of our salvation. Baptism is showing other people, hey, I made this decision to follow Christ. And 
the decision to follow Christ is a personal decision. That's something between you and God. Um, no one else is really involved in that. Maybe like me, you... Um, have gone through life kind of like leaning on someone else's faith. For a long time, I leaned on the faith of my parents. Um, but at some point, I had to make the decision, am I going to follow Jesus for myself? Not because my parents are following Jesus, not because my friends are following Jesus. Am I going to do that? It's a personal decision. But our faith was never meant to stay that way. It was always meant for us to eventually share it with other people. And baptism is that first step into sharing our faith. And the cool thing about baptism and why it's a sign, like a public sign, is because you can't do baptism alone. You can't baptize yourself. You can, you can pray a prayer and you can talk to God by yourself. You can read your Bible by yourself. A lot of things by yourself cool. Not baptism. You need someone else to dunk you. At least one other person has to be there. And we'll read more about that later in the scripture where Jesus is baptized. But um, the next thing about why we would want to be baptized is because it encourages us on our walk with God. So baptism is not essential for salvation. Here at Chi Alpha, we believe that. We believe that all you need to do to be right with God is to repent of your sins, which means to say, hey, I have done some things wrong and I don't want to do them anymore. God, will you help me? Will you be the Lord of my life? Cool. Box checked. Awesome. Um, but we know that once you decide to follow God, it doesn't stop there. It's a walk with God. God doesn't want you to just pray a prayer and say you're a Christian. He wants to be in a relationship with you over the rest of your life and honestly into eternity. So baptism is just another step in that. Just like you might want to pray or read your Bible or be in fellowship with other Christians, baptism is something we can do in our walk with God. And baptism is an act of obedience. God does ask us to do it. In scripture, he says that we should be baptized. Um, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, um, this is the last thing Jesus told his disciples before he went back into heaven. So after Jesus died, was resurrected, he said this to his disciples before he left. And he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So most, most Christians take this verse pretty seriously in scripture because it, it's the last thing Jesus said before he left, like his final words, if you will. So I don't think Jesus is just saying this. I don't think... Him saying that baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit just ended up in there. I think it was really intentional. And God was trying to be really clear when he said this, that, hey, you need to be baptized. And by being baptized, it is an act of obedience to God. Um, maybe it can still be kind of confusing, like, okay, but I don't get the water thing. And maybe... I'm a little old now. Isn't that something for like little kids? I don't know. You could come up with a lot of excuses, but it's really clear here that God wants us to do this and we can do it as an act of obedience. And as I was kind of thinking about baptism as this 
act of obedience to God, I thought, well, our whole walk with God is acts of obedience. From the time that we say, Jesus, you are my king, he asks things of us. He might ask you, like I said before, to maybe start reading your Bible or praying or maybe choose different things to not sin, etc. The list goes on and on. And baptism is an opportunity for us to start that walk, to say, okay, I'm going to trust you and be obedient in this one little thing. I'll get baptized. And then it keeps going. <laughs> like, it doesn't stop there. God keeps asking more and more from us. And the cool thing about that is every time we're obedient to God, it might seem a little scary or we don't like giving up control. But we know that God is a good God and he wants to lead you in the right direction. So we know that baptism is probably also a right direction because God doesn't want to lead us um, into things that would hurt us. And then lastly, who should be baptized? Well, I think this is an opportunity for a great Christian question of what would Jesus do? WWJD. You might see it, people wear it on a bracelet or on their t-shirt, but even though this phrase is pretty overused, <laughs> it, it, it does reign true here. Like, what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus would be baptized. So in Matthew chapter 3 and verses 14 through 16, um, it reads Jesus's baptism, and it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan, which is a river, um, so to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Like I said before, you, can, you can't baptize yourself. So Jesus is going to John. And John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? John's like... Man, you Jesus, <laughs> like, why are you asking me to baptize you? Like, you're Jesus. But um, Jesus doesn't let that slide. He says, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. So Jesus says... Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus didn't let John like convince him not to be baptized. He's like, no, we need to do this. And we know Jesus didn't have anything to prove like how we use baptism as a symbol of us being clean. Jesus didn't need to be clean. Jesus was perfect. Jesus was pure. He didn't need to be cleansed of his sins, but he did it to fulfill all righteousness because it was the Father's will for him to do so. And I think it's also cool because we can follow Jesus. What would Jesus do? And we can follow his example in everything. And this is an example of his that we can follow. And something I love about Jesus is that he would never ask us to do something that he wouldn't be willing to do himself. And we see that when he paid the ultimate sacrifice by dying on the cross for our sins. But even in the little things, we can look to Jesus and say, okay, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. And baptism is definitely one of those things. So let's look at how this worked for the church right after Jesus left. So kind of after that passage, af not after um, 
the passage where Jesus got baptized. But when he said, go for and make disciples, after he went up to heaven, the disciples made disciples. And here in Acts, um, a man named Peter is telling some people about the gospel, telling them what Jesus did. So in Acts 2, it says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So this is kind of one of the first stories we see of this process of people hearing about Jesus, getting saved, and being baptized. So the very first thing is that they heard the gospel. So Peter says, um, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. He tells them Jesus is God, and y'all crucified him, but it's okay because that was meant to happen, that was prophesied, and now you can be saved and be made right with God. So they first heard the gospel, then they believed the gospel. It says, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And I don't know if you've ever heard something like emotional or in church, sometimes we call it conviction, where you're just like, ooh, that, that kind of hit my heart. That is like what I imagine this cut to the heart being like, ah. Oh, She's speaking to me. Thanks. <laughs> like, that's what they felt. They were cut to the heart. And I believe this is when they believed in the gospel. Like, when you just know something is true, whether you kind of want to hear it or not, you just know it's true. And the third thing, they repented of their sins. So it said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. So that cut to the heart was probably because they realized they were sinners. And honestly, to this group, Peter calls them out and says, Jesus, this is the man y'all crucified. Like, he's really calling them out. <laughs> and um, they realize their sins. They realize, ooh, we messed up. We are not right with God, and we need to get right. But after they repented of their sins— Praise God, they're made right with God. And Peter says, okay, let's get baptized. And it said, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number. So I kind of break this down just to let y'all know that it doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes we can think, oh, well, I was, I was saved on this day, and this happened, and I think I'm right with God, but I don't know, and I prayed a prayer in church this one time. Like, it all gets confusing, but it really doesn't have to be. They heard the gospel, they believed it, they repented, they were baptized, and now they get to walk out the rest of their lives in relationship with God with more acts of obedience and more love and grace and more grace from God. So again, like that was their personal decision to follow Christ, but it eventually led to a public declaration of faith. It was never intended to stay that way. So as we're kind of talking about all of this 
baptism. I know that a lot of different churches view baptism in a different way. Um, here at Chi Alpha, when we look at the scriptures, we believe in kind of what I went just went through, which is called a believer's baptism. So once people accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, then they were baptized. Um, but I know this isn't the case for a lot of churches, and that's totally okay. I would encourage you to read the scriptures and learn things for yourself. Maybe ask your life group leader. Um, don't Please don't stay confused. <laughs> God loves our questions. God loves our doubts, and he wants to give us answers. But my experience um, was a little different. So I grew up in church, and I was baptized as a baby. And I understood growing up in that church that I was not right with God because I was baptized as a baby. I knew that one day I would have to make a decision on my own to follow Jesus. Like, just because I was baptized didn't mean I was saved. Um, so through that process, I kind of fell away from the church. And like I said before, I just kind of went because my parents went. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a good kid. Like, I'll go to church with you. Um, and it didn't really change for me until I got to college and I saw people, like, truly living out their faith where I decided that I wanted to follow God. And... I made that personal decision like we talked about, but I knew I was baptized as a baby. So when things came up where they're like, hey, we're having baptisms on Saturday, I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. I was already baptized, right? And that time just kind of kept passing on. I didn't really feel a need for it. And I became um, a life group leader. I became really involved in Chi Alpha. And I even became an intern and started working for Chi Alpha. And it wasn't until I was talking to a girl in one of my life groups who was in a similar situation to me. She was baptized as a baby, but it was really clear that she had never truly decided to follow Christ until maybe like a week at, before we were having this conversation. And I'm telling her, like, hey, I know you were baptized as a baby, but I really think this is a good step for you. I really think this is something that you should do. You should pray about it. You should ask the Lord about it. And as I'm telling her all of these things about how she should get baptized, um, the Holy Spirit convicted me that I was kind of being a hypocrite and that I was saying all of these things, but I was in her same situation. And I kind of brushed it to the side and told myself, like, Jesus, I'm, I'm almost a minister. I can't be baptized now. Like, I've been following you for quite a while. It would be awkward if I got baptized now. Um, and I told myself, like, well, baptism isn't essential for my salvation. Like, I'm right with God. I'm doing all the things right. It's fine. And when it came down to it, I realized that my unwillingness to be re-baptized had a lot more to do with my own pride than it did with my theology. So I talked to some close friends, and I said, hey, I really want to be baptized. And they didn't say, girl, but you've been a Christian. No, they said, that's awesome. Let's do it. And I got baptized um, in October of 2021, and I had so much peace about it. Um, it didn't radically change my faith. Nothing crazy happened, but I knew that I was walking in obedience to God, and that just gave me so much peace. And 
like I keep saying, that decision to follow Christ, it is personal. And for me, it didn't stay that way. I was, I was very public about my faith. I wasn't afraid to share it, but I had never been obedient in baptism. So if you're in a situation like me, I am not saying at all you need to be rebaptized or your baptism doesn't count. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that maybe talk to the Holy Spirit about it and see where God's going to give you that peace. For me, it took a few years until the Lord convicted me of it. But he eventually did give me that peace. So if you're someone who maybe was baptized as a baby or another time where you didn't really understand it, I would just encourage you to talk to the Lord. Um, again, the Lord isn't trying to trick us or like make us jump through random hoops. He just wants to be in obedience to him. But maybe you've never been baptized at all, and you've recently decided to follow Christ. I would highly encourage you to be baptized. It's one step you can take in your relationship with God to further grow it. So <laughs> if that is you and you want to be baptized, um, we are having baptisms this Saturday at our family dinner. So I would encourage you to maybe talk to your life group leader or me, Alicia, Andrew, Kimber, honestly, anyone. We, we can do it on Frog Fountain. Not actually. But um, there's so many of us that would love to talk to you about it if that is something that the Lord puts on your heart. But hopefully, even if you're like, oh yeah, Lydia, I was baptized. I did all the things. Cool. This gives you some information so you can love on your friends. Like Isaac told us last week, this isn't something for us to keep to ourselves. Our faith is something we can share. And maybe you talk to a friend who recently gave their lives to Christ and they're curious about baptism, well, now you know a whole bunch of information about it and a bunch of scriptures you can point them to. So even when we kind of already know this information, it's so good to kind of keep it in our back pocket so we can love um, our fellow brothers and sisters well. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go Frogs.